0: Good morning to you. Uh, I can barely feel my teeth. Uh, it's uh, interesting story. Uh, broke yesterday. It didn't really get an awful lot of coverage as far as... Well, I mean, it was in all the newspapers, but... <laughs> newspapers. Anyway, uh, political journalists ended up boycotting a Downing Street briefing yesterday. Did you hear about this? After one of Boris Johnson's aides banned selected reporters from attending. Because, yes, it's not just the chlorinated chicken we're going to end up with over here. It's all the way of running the news and the politics A senior communications advisor Tried to exclude reporters from the Mirror The Eye, Huffington Post, Politics Home, The Independent and others uh, From an official government briefing uh, briefing. What he did was He said um, "Right, um, Can we have the following journalists um, Standing on that side of the rug please And uh, these other journalists Can you stand on that side of the rug Okay, everyone standing on that side of the rug Come through Everyone else, thank you for coming teas and coffees at the back tried to to sort of exclude them from it but here's the brilliant thing and well done Britain Uh, when this advisor told the banned journalists to leave the rest of the journalists were like no, no, no we'll be leaving too Uh, and everyone walked out and I'm just saying some of the people that walked out were Laura Koonsberg and Robert Peston and journalists from Sky News, The Daily Mail The Telegraph, The Sun, The Financial Times and The Guardian well done uh, and all of this kind of political scheming—and there was almost oh, nothing unusual about that. We can choose who we break stories to, and who. Is blah, 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 blah. No, you can't, because uh, it was unelected government ministers uh, that were giving this briefing—not not elected officials. They're supposed to be impartial. Anyway, uh, this all sounds like they're trying some high-level Machiavellian stuff. Until you discover that the senior advisor who did all of this is called Lee Kane, and uh, he. Uh, His previous tactics, when he worked at the Mirror, uh, were to try to goad uh, David Cameron and other Conservative MPs by dressing up as a chicken. These are not keen political minds at work. Not today, thank you, with Jake Yab. Good morning. Uh, Lord Carlisle, last night on the News at 10, which I, I didn't watch, I was doing five live... I've had four hours sleep. Beat that! Uh, he said last night on the News at 10, apparently, uh, that the government's emergency terror laws, ending early prisoner release, might be in breach of the law. Uh, speaking about Sudesh Aman, who committed uh, those terrible crimes in Streatham on Sunday. And uh, this this whole thing of releasing prisoners early. Boris Johnson yesterday said, brilliant psychoanalyst that he is, that uh, de-radicalising de- 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 people is, is very hard. Yes, that's why we spent so much money on it 10 years ago before you came in and axed all of those programs. Why? (laughs) It's almost as if all those systems that we had in place were in place for a reason. Mind equals blown! The brass neck of the people who sweep in and think they know better than people who've spent their lives working in each corner, each sector, like the justice system. Oh, that—that oh, 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 that, that, that seems like a lot of money. Pah! Oh, stop that right away. What's this? A program of youth centres? <laughs> What? Oh, ridiculous. Molly Coddling. Shut him down. Shut him, Big society will take care of it. Crikey, this knife crime's a bit steep, isn't it? Johnson literally said over the summer, I tried to find the quote and I couldn't find it, something about what we need is, 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 is a place for young people to, to, to feel welcomed and, and, and meet safely and, and engage in healthier pursuits. Oh, dude, open up those youth centres you all shut down again then! Everyone was happily playing ping-pong until you came along. I'm not saying there was no crime, but you eradicated huge parts of it with cups of orange squash. A story that I missed at the time in August, Johnson rolled out a scheme to uh, try to reduce knife crime and, uh, you know, got a lateral thing out of the box, uh, that I know will slap hashtag knife-free on chicken boxes in places like Dixie Chicken and Chicken Cottage <laughs> good plan oh I've just seen the hashtag. I should probably get rid of this. No. Everyone knows the way to a man's heart is his stomach. Or, of course, you can do it far more directly with a Stanley knife. Uh, It's just a a great example of this attempts to fix it on the cheap. No infrastructure, no investment, just some hectoring slogans designed really to take away any kind of escapist pleasure that you might have had from your takeaway. Everything now is just reactive and curative rather than preventative. It's careening off the crash barriers of life. It's the slum landlord deciding on a policy of fixing the house when he absolutely has to instead of making it a sound, safe, pleasant place to live in the first place. I wonder how much Johnson understands that his policies properly affect which people will live or die. The the correlation of this is so easy to track. And I don't think he's without a conscience. There's enough of that hunted fear in his eyes to suggest something's going in there. We can reach him. Anyone? Anyone? Anyway, we we all know, don't we, what uh, old, irrelevant white men do with their lives nowadays? Pauses to evaluate self. Uh, They podcast! (laughs) Of course they do. Uh, So here's a new one. Uh, I found it, Uh, Tony Blair and John Major It's called Stuck in the Middle It's It's time time for Somewhere in the Middle middle With Tony and John We've We've both both blown our nose and had a piddle So let's get the kettle on He's blue, he's red I we're, we're in, in the, the shed Old, irrelevant and nearly dead The after dinner starts falling through So I'm stuck, stuck in the middle with you, you. You certainly have been eating eggs (laughs) Hello Hi And welcome to Stuck in the Middle with you The podcast for fans of centrist politics, electric guitars That's me Yes, and (laughs) motor racing, that's me So, however you cut it, it's middle of the road, middle of the road and middle of the road Yes, we said we might try to move away from that a bit going forward Yeah, no, but it's actually brilliant Actually, the podcast has moved on a bit. We mainly chat about lasagna tips and tricks. Yes, uh, old Mrs Parboil here cooks the pasta before she bakes it. Well, it's the only way to make sure the is fully cooked. Yes, but it isn't authentic, and I think the British people realise that. Like how they like me because I'm so real. Ask anyone on TikTok. Anyway, you don't even put the meat in. There's nothing wrong with a veggie lasagna. God, come off it. You Norma know, and I are doing meatless Mondays. Oh, give over without but, me. Oh. We said no politics. <laughs> and then you brought up cheddar versus Parmesan. Oh, don't ah. go there. <laughs> oh, God, what are we doing? A, a playful, witty take on everything and anything, according to the podcast description. Old and irrelevant. Oh, I was on Sky last week. You should just bow out gracefully. Punk for life. I'll see you next time. Check out my singing on Smule. Now on BBC One, it's half past ten and time for old people to catch up with the news where they are. For you, though, watching on HD... I'm sorry, HD, and too tired to do anything about it... It's time to see how long you'll sit staring vacantly at the caption BBC One cannot currently show programmes from your area superimposed over a montage of red people doing boring things. How many times will you watch this? Which of these is going to be the one that finally makes you realise... The bed is it the swing band hmm no or is it the steel pans you're still sitting there aren't you slack jawed some unheeded part of the dim recesses of your brain Mutely screaming, take me to bed. I must rest. No, still not going then. It's fine. We've got all night. Steel pans are back. Is that the one? Go to bed. That's about as far as I got with that tune. Uh, we've got so it's a thing evolved organically on Twitter. If you don't follow and you do do Twitter, um, why why don't you join? It's at Not Today Pod on the Twitters. Uh, it's a nice fun little community, and we ended up coming up with this idea for Non sequitur Tuesdays which we decided should follow on from Monday, which is somewhat ironic. So uh, I'm pleased, in a way, because there's so much random stuff. Uh, Hedy has emailed to say, um, I hope you liked the picture of Jenny Hanley. I, d- I mean, I d- yeah, I, d- I don't really remember. Uh, did Jake, have you seen ladies wearing light green lingerie? Why are you asked What? Uh, uh, I put light green lingerie, 70s comedy, into Google. Nothing. Nothing. <coughs> so-called premier search engine in the i went into my local m s no light green underwear i looked through the magazine collection that my grandfather left me in his will no light green underwear the mandela effect again i want to return to my own timeline i don't like it here i'm pretty sure you can find it i would venture to say somewhere like beals i suspect would probably sell you some light green underwear uh, there's one in bedford it's very nice I'm sad to think it might go. It's got a great toy department. Uh, Hedy also says, I fired a forty-four Magnum at a tree behind Jed's shack in Michigan. It was the most frightening thing I've ever done. I realised I could have shot dead my ex, her cousin and Jed. I decided not to. It was so tempting though. Okay. (laughs) Yes, I was talking about the uh, potency of of firing a gun. If If you haven't done it. Oh man, it's the most amazing feeling. I know why they don't want to get rid of them. They're so brilliant. And the, it's a multi-tool. Can opener. Um if you've I don't know, got a splinter, you can definitely get rid of that. Anyway, it all went very non sequitur on uh, on the Twitter. By the way, if you want to email, it's not today at swanburst.com. Uh, what what did we get? Martin just typed g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g tweeted to say that on this day in 1967, yesterday, it was the first ever episode of Trumpton. Okay, sorry, I missed that. (laughs) He also says my hamster fell through the cage. We're definitely embracing the non-sequitur. Jem was the person who suggested it. He said following John's email interjection on car seats today, are we going for non-sequitur Tuesday? If so, I'd like to propose that we butter the bread with the following file room, which I think it is not available. How does that sound to you? sounding good Jim it's just about where I am right now when you finish work at midnight it's not a good you know I got home at about half past one oh, I think we're nearly we're nearly there. a uh, Carenza says um I loved John's email. And I want to know what caused the foot-in-the-mouth episode. But I was educated at a secondary modern in the 1970s. We didn't do grammar. No, we didn't do grammar either. And I think we were so much the richer for it. Gemma sent a strange picture of a fish squirting ej- ejaculate fluid saliva all over. I don't know what's going on. It's all so weird. Pablo says, what are you all doing in my house? These aren't my shoes. I invented the banana. Am I taking part or is this early onset dementia? (laughs) He then says, what are you all doing in my house? These aren't my shoes. I invented the... Wait a second. Is anyone else getting deja vu? No danger of that. Right. I'm going to draw a line under all of this nonsense. I'm going to make it better. We're going to have a proper sequitur Wednesday. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to talk about this. So a story in Metro. Where else? Uh, Saying that uh, a high-flying city trader was suspended for stealing food from a staff canteen. The guy was probably on something like a million quid a year. Uh, The average salary for a credit trader is £183,740. What do you do with that? What do you do with that? I made, I think, £400 last month. So uh, he uh, works in Canary Wharf, and according to the Financial Times, uh, he was suspended, this guy, Paris Shah, because he had been taking food from the company. Food. I will work for food. He doesn't have to work for food. He's exchanged his time and attention for money, which can be exchanged for goods and services, including food. So... He uh, had, he'd also, no, that's it. That's the story. So they're saying, yeah, he stole food from the staff canteen. But what I want to know is, uh, what's the best free food uh, deal you ever got? Uh, whether stolen or or just found and and taken I'll tell you mine right so I was about I think eight or nine we went to France and it, it was you know it was like 1980 and there were no ATMs there were no bank cards we had some travelers checks but we hadn't cashed them and it was one of those inexplicable bank holidays that France has all over the shop and we had no cash and it ended up with my parents having to leave one of their passports at a garage as security against some petrol so we could drive to a bigger town to try and change some travelers' checks, which there was no guarantee of doing. And I was eating a stale, hollowed-out baguette, and in the back of the car, I think my parents had bought 14 unripe melons, they were in the boot, and we had some boiled sweets, and finally they managed to get some cash and we went back and we got the passport back and we paid for the petrol and then I think my parents in those days I ate meat my parents bought like a whole roast chicken and threw it into the back of the car and I ate it but I think it was the same holiday that we were doing motor rail motor rail uh from a a port in the north of France and uh we were waiting to get on board the train to go back to Ingerland or or the ferry or whatever it was. And suddenly these rumours started flying around the cafeteria there that there was a strike. And if you wanted to get back to Britain, you were going to have to drive to Belgium. And everybody leapt out of their chair to try and drive to Ostend. We were in this canteen because you got like a complimentary breakfast if you did the motor rail. And everyone just dropped everything. You could hear the clatter of knives on plates everywhere and uh we'd gone feral by then we were so des- you know wanted to make just survivalism kind of kicked in and we nicked like a-, a million jams and butters and croissants off all the plates all the way around <laughs> the restaurant and it was brilliant we ate jam and butter uh, all day I mean one of the best days of my life. What's your best free food story? It's not today at If you'd like to email, that's not today at swanburst.com. Uh, or you can uh, tweet it's at nottodaypod on the twitter uh, thanks very much for listening it's been brilliant having you here it's been quite a tough morning but we got there not too badly and uh, thanks very much to everyone who signed up on Patreon uh, I'm astonished uh, at the response it's been really really brilliant if you're interested you can go to patreon.com that's patron with an e stuck in there for some reason to make it kooky and fun patreon.com com slash not today pod and you can check out all the perks you can watch me making this thing which i think was quite a sight this morning uh, but there's also there's fun stuff like badges and getting songs written for you and it's also christmasy and fun right see you tomorrow thanks very much bye-bye this has been a swanburst media production